एवरीवन वेलकम टू एनिमे एनिमे बनाना We might even talk about Taylor Swift, and we might even talk about J.K. Rowling. But maybe not J.K. Rowling. But yeah, let's fucking get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of Anime Bananas. Thank you so much for being here again. Uh, just thank you so much. Today we're going to be taking a shot every time I say you know or like you know. Okay, that doesn't actually sound like a great idea. So we're just gonna be talking about gateway anime instead. But before that, we're going to be talking about some anime news that have just come out. Yeah. So the very first thing that I want to talk to you about is the fact that Kaiju Number Eight is going to be premiering on April twenty twenty four. So Kaiju Number Eight is this really huge shonen manga which actually serializes in Jump Plus. It has over eleven million copies in circulation and. I mean, prior to the fact that you know the anime adaptation has even been released or a fucking trailer has like even come out, so it has eleven million copies in circulation, which is pretty fucking huge. That's as much as Jujutsu Kaisen had before its anime premiere, and also uh, same around the park when the anime for the Spikes Family premiered. So yeah, as you can see, it's a pretty fucking big title. The volumes of this were selling eight hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand copies in Japan. and that's immense numbers because like my hero academia sells that much with an anime adaptation that's just fucking insane and with anime adaptation there's no doubt this is going to be fucking crazy this is going to blow up like crazy and production ig is doing it and they have done a great job with the pv it looks like the anime is in really great hands just like mappa did uh, juzukaisen and they also did chainsaw man like whenever a manga like this gets even a decent adaptation you know it just fucking blows up so the possibility that you know if it actually is as good as it looks and i have heard from a lot of the leakers that it is actually going to be as good as it looks so yeah That's gonna be yeah. That's just gonna be some insane shit. But yeah, Kaiju number eight is gonna be premiering on April twenty twenty four. We have gotten some character designs and yeah, it looks pretty cool. Production IG is doing it while Studio Kara is going to be doing Kaiju design. So design and artwork is done by Studio Kara. The staff members have not been released. The character designs have actually been revealed on Twitter, so you can go in their Twitter. And actually, see the character designs. So the manga has been collected into ten volumes as of August twenty twenty three, and is done by Naoya Matsumoto. Um, the synopsis reads as follows: Kafka hopes to one day keep his pact with his childhood friend Mina to join the Japan Defense Force and fight by her side. But while she is out neutralizing Kaiju as her division captain, Kafka is stuck cleaning up the aftermath of her battles. When a sudden rule change makes Kafka eligible for the Defense Force. For the defense force, he decides to try out for the squad once more. There's just one problem: he's made the defense force's neutralization list under the code name Kaiju Number Eight. So basically, yeah, he's the main character. He's the title character, like Chainsaw Man. The English version of this manga is licensed by Vig Media, as is usually the case for Shonen Jump mangas. Anyway, there's also a couple of casting information out right now, like. 
Asami Seto is going to be voicing Meena. She has previously voiced Mai in Banigal Senpai. And then Masaya Fukunishi, who has actually voiced uh, Dragon in Tokyo Revengers, he will be voicing Kafka, the lead character. So yeah, that's pretty cool. It's actually pretty impressive just how popular the manga was even before. Like, you know, I mean, I have told you the circulation number. But the manga sold 3.4 million copies in 2021 and was the 11th best-selling manga series of the year. And then it sold around 3 million copies in 2022 and was like 10th best-selling manga series of the year. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. Like, it seems like another one of like those uh, Spy Family Chats of Anna Jesusukaisen case where, you know, Shuisha has got another big hit in their hands. And it's gonna be pretty exciting to see just how popular it can actually be so yeah i'm excited to see the anime like really really excited so yeah uh, that's about kaiju number eight the second thing i really wanted to talk about was my hero academia so my hero academia is actually going to get a fourth movie okay so i know a lot of us actually have a hate and love relationship with my hero academia movies because season four and five really suffered because they were making movies I mean, sure, the movies look great, but the quality of the animation of season 4 and 5, the actual canon story, was not up to like how people wanted it to be. It was very inconsistent and obviously, you know, season 4 and 5 weren't particularly good in terms of story as well. But really, when it came to like now, when season 6 and season 7, where the series is getting to its end, nearing its end, and the story is you know, like much, much better and improved than how it was, you know, the last couple of seasons. And really, it's like really action-packed right now. People really don't want a movie. So the manga readers and the huge faction of people who have actually noticed the dip between the seasons, not just in terms of story and animation and care. And yeah, actually like, uh, yeah, more people who are like not just casual My Hero Academia fans, they don't want a movie. They're really opposed to the idea. Yeah, um especially in western fandom yeah they are really opposed to the idea but that does not change the fact that the last Mahiro Kimiya movie actually made over 30 million dollars in Japan and it made over 10 million dollars in USA that's like a solid 40 million bucks right there and so far the community total for these three movies is a whopping like dollar 110 million and these movies tend to be grossing more and more like when every new one comes out so obviously a new one new movie actually makes sense in a commercial sense because more people are flocking into theaters to actually see my hero academia so there's no actually like commercial argument as to why a movie shouldn't be made so it's like a more so it's really more of a battle of a casual versus hardcore my hero academia or you know manga reader for my hero academia because the casuals are fine casuals would like want anything my hero academia related i mean as long as it's decent they would watch it and yeah but the people who actually do care about the manga i mean the story is doing its sense so they want it to be done properly they want my hero academia to get the adaptation it deserves yeah they want it to be done right so yeah, it's a bit of a complicated argument because obviously from a commercial point of view, it makes total sense. And in terms of my personal enjoyment, I tend to be enjoying it more with every new movie. So the first one was pretty okay. Like it was all right. The villains were not that good. It was pretty generic. The action and everything else was pretty fantastic. Like it was pretty fucking fantabulous. I mean, you just love seeing all that every chance you get. And to see him team up with Deku, that was pretty fucking cool. So, 
and yeah so in that sense it was pretty cool and i really like the character dynamics as well but yeah in terms of story it was pretty generic the second one the second one was pretty more on the emotional side i still thought the villain was not that great but yeah it made more sense it yeah it just felt more fluid the story just gelled better and obviously the climax was fucking emotional the climax was fucking peak it sucks though it had no fucking meaning to the actual plot of the actual anime and of the canon story but it was pretty fucking cool and the third movie so the third movie was the one that i enjoyed the most i mean i love a classic superhero story like i love my spider-man movies i love my old superman movies and you know just as the animated shows so yeah really the third movie gave me a classic superhero movie vibe it had a feel good factor to it but it also had some pretty great action sequences it had some great character interactions and obviously the animation was like so fucking fluid and so fucking cool like that was the best i have ever seen my hero academia be like it was dynamic and yeah it was just so new and so pretty fucking raw and cool like I loved the animation and the production aspect for the for the last movie so I think it could be a great movie but once again I would like as much as I enjoy the movies I would actually like to see that work being done like that level of production be actually being done with the actual show rather than you know like the movies that are just fillers so yeah that's what my thoughts are on that topic So in terms of new information about the movie not much is actually out yet so we do know like Horigoshi Sensei is going to be supervising the story and it's going to be taking place in some sort of collapsed society and yeah we also see Deku in his like uh, vigilante robe in the teaser visuals so that ta- yeah, so it's going to be taking place in some timeline uh, in the timeline where yeah Deku is the vigilante yeah so that's just pretty much what we know so far Anyway, yeah, that's enough about the Mahira Academia movie. Now we're going to be talking about Jujutsu Kaisen season 2. Yeah. Fuck me. Jujutsu Kaisen season 2 has been pretty fucking cinematic. So the hidden inventory and premature death arc of Jujutsu Kaisen season 2 is actually done now. Like that arc was only 5 episodes. It was a prequel arc. And yeah, now we're going to be moving to the much anticipated and much hyped arc Shibuya arc. And yeah, I mean If you are in the anime and manga sphere you probably have heard a lot of things about Shibuya arc like some people consider it one of the best arcs in like shonen in the recent times and I'm pretty fucking excited for the arc like I'm generally like so fucking stoked for it but before that we actually got to wait like 3 weeks yeah we are going to be waiting 3 weeks for the Shibuya incident arc So yeah the Shibuya incident arc will kick off on August 31 and before that we're just going to be having some recap compilations and stuff like that so there's not going to be a new thing or new episode for JJK up until August 31 but yeah it's not a bad news cuz it's only 3 weeks and we can survive that right we get fucking survive that and once it does come back on it does not seem to actually be having any hiatus schedule so that's pretty fucking great news yeah And another great news is that like King Nu is going to be doing the opening themes of our Jujutsu Kaisen Shibuya Incident Arc is going to be titled Specials with a Z. King Nu previously did the ending theme song for Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie. So yeah, that's going to be pretty fucking cool. They make some banger OPs, they make some banger music. So this is going to be pretty awesome. 
So yeah, I'm really excited to see how Shibuya Incident Arc is going to be turning out and whether if it's actually as good as the manga fans hype it out to be. So yeah, I'm excited to see that. But yeah, in terms of my enjoyment, it has been pretty decent so far. Like the prequel thing, I have actually like found it pretty alright. Like in terms of story, I still find it a bit superficial at times. Like first of all, uh, in this five episodes, there have been a lot of like expositions and you know that have affected you know like my personal enjoyment of the fast and fluid and story that like flows. And apart from that, this has also been you know some really shock and awe factor that really didn't make me feel as much as I should have felt. Especially with some of the characters that were actually introduced uh, during this arc. So there's only 5 episodes and we barely got any time to spend with them that like we would even care about them. And there was just a lot of shock and awe factor. I mean their characters were given some backstories and you know. uh, Yeah so some characters were given some decent things and some were not given uh, very much to work with. And that was pretty disappointing because yeah a lot of stuff happened and i personally didn't feel much because it just felt very rushed and a lot of shock and awe factor world was there but yeah i didn't actually feel it because i nowhere had near emotional connection with anybody except gojo and Keto. so yeah the personal dynamics between gojo and Keto that was pretty fucking awesome i loved seeing that that was really enjoyable and the animation is as good as I have ever seen Jujutsu Kaisen be. So first of all, it was fucking cinematic like I have said. Every single frame, every single frame was a work of art. The animation was so fucking fluid. The direction was so fucking dynamic. The, ac- the action scenes were so fucking, you know, cool like and so fucking... I mean, it was fucking art. It was fucking jazzy. Yeah, it was fucking hip-hop, whatever the fuck that is, like, but yeah, it was, it was just fucking phenomenal, like, every single frame looked like a piece of art from a, or like a piece of animation that belonged in a, you know, really meticulous anime movie, or I don't know, uh, it was like, just wow, like, even when the story is not actually doing, like, some grand animation stuff, uh, in terms of action, it's still so fucking good, like, the entire five, ep- uh, the entire fifth episode was just the characters talking, and it was just actually, yeah. Every single frame was just a piece apart, regardless of the fact that it had no action in it. I mean, it has some of the best animation supervision I have ever seen. Like it was a dialogue-heavy episode, but it still was such fucking cinema. Like it looked better than anything action you'll see in most of the shows. Like. How good has this season been? So, from what I know, like, you know, what I have heard about this season, obviously, I do know that, you know, this season has a very new director. And there's a lot of new and, you know, like, up-and-coming people working on this season of Jujutsu Kaisen. So, you see some really dynamic and some really new and nuanced sort of stuff in the animation. And that has, like, shown throughout the first five episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen. It's really cool. It's really unique. And... Wow, I mean, it has just worked. All of it seemed to have this, like, novel style has, like, blended perfectly together. And it just makes my jaw drop at times. Like, it's just fucking great. Like, I mean, 
it has let's just say it has like some sort of like you know conservative animation because you know uh, in episode 5 not a lot happens but the storyboard was fucking great the direction was oh my god like wow out of this world and there were two ADs that worked in this episode uh, Ninuma Sensei and Yamazaki Sensei who have actually previously worked on uh, Chainsaw Man and My Dress Up Darling and their AD work like fuck me like their AD work was better than you know what you would like call better than like the action sequences or like Sakuga stuff like that was just like so fucking great yeah that was just yeah I mean fuck me that was art the entire season has just been art and it's just a yeah it's just a showcase of you know like how much better a show can get when you give people the creative freedom to just like express themselves when when you give the talent we people a creative freedom to express themselves so wow fuck me just been so fucking phenomenal but yeah in terms of overall story it was not predictable but it was superficial and that's been my problem with jujutsu kaisen so far like they have all these interesting characters but they're not interesting enough the story the characters and just their motivation at times just feels a bit superficial and bit forced but yeah apart from that the character dynamics in this arc uh, especially between gojo and geto like i really dug that like i fucking loved gojo in this arc there was like plenty to learn about gojo uh, with like these five episodes then we have actually gotten to learn about him like uh, during the previous season at its entirety and especially to see his human side that was pretty fucking cool same with geto and how he becomes into the person he is right now in the present timeline so that was pretty fucking cool like by the end of episode 5 i was like okay this has been pretty decent story like yeah i am i liked what i watched it was confusing at times uh, there was some stuff where i was like okay but yeah By the end of it I was like okay it makes sense it's been pretty decent and it has made me invested more in these two characters that are the only character that are going to be in the story going forward apart from Nanami like you know Gojo and Geto so that worked and I was like okay that's pretty nice and I really loved how it all connected uh, in the end with like uh, Gojo and Nobuhara Megumi and Itadori so I really like how they connected it that was a pretty beautiful and pretty nice scene and nice touch I I personally loved episode 5 because that just connected the entire thing and it yeah yeah it just gave more weight to you know whatever the stuff that has happened before in the series and yeah episode 5 and really made me more invested into the series so yeah that was a neat way to wrap up the arc and get you prepared for the Shibuya incident arc so yeah that was pretty nice I also like the origins of the what type of girl do you like joke from Todo so that was pretty cool as well that was pretty nice callback so yeah I'm excited to see Jesus guys and prove me wrong about the superficial fact and make me fucking cry and break me and all that sort of shit I hope it blows me away I'm really excited for Shibuya arc nonetheless and I hope it's going to be really good yeah So yeah that's that that's the end of the new segment of this episode now we're going to be talking about gateway anime So yeah, gateway anime basically are the animes one should watch if they are not into anime or if they are trying to get into anime. I can see a guide to get into the world of anime. 
So yeah, I'm gonna be going genre by genre and just be like, okay, what the fuck should you watch, right? So yeah, if you like romance, then you should definitely give Horimi a try because it's a refreshing coming of age story. The comedy is pretty good. The character designs is pretty fucking beautiful, and aesthetic Cloverworks has done a great job with the animation. And the characters are very relatable. They're realistic, and they're also very likable. So you know it does not follow your traditional path of well they won't they there's actually like healthy relationships healthy confessions this depiction of you know positive masculinity and yeah I mean it deals with things that you know you struggle with when you were growing up but also you struggle with like some of the things you even struggle with as an adult or you know you're probably still struggling with them and it paints a very realistic picture about. that concerning that topic and yeah it also shows like you know like how miyamura and the other characters like overcome that in a very healthy but also in a very challenging uh, way which is actually pretty fucking cool and yeah overall this series has like a great natural pace of relationship it has some great supporting cast and the comedy is pretty on point like everything about this show is just pretty fucking great Uh, I would say this though, like the manga is actually better than the anime, uh, because first of all, the anime speed runs like over hundred chapters within like twelve episodes. Okay, so now we have got an anime which actually adapts some side stories, and that's pretty good. Uh, it's called Horimiya Pieces. But before that, if you're just watching the original anime with the twelve episodes it has, then you will feel like you know uh, they are like skipping past through some stuff, but. in the manga you know everything gets like proper time and proper development and like proper care and it just feels more natural everything feels just more real in the manga like the ma- the anime it feels real sure but the manga i mean yeah the manga is an experience the manga is pretty fucking good and yeah but if you don't want to read you can just watch the anime which is also really great so i absolutely love the anime and it's definitely a great starter anime If you do want to watch a more traditional rom-com or a more traditional romantic story, then uh, you should go for this. Like, will they want this story that came in it all the way from me to you? Uh, the characters are absolutely cute. There's angst. There's proper build-up of you know, like first time they even remotely get close to like confessing their feelings or even get close to you know, like realizing their feelings. I mean, it's very cute little stuff. It's the blossom of like romance when you have like your first crush or something, and yeah, that's it. Like it's pretty cute. Uh, it revolves around this really awkward girl, you know, Savako, and her character journey is actually pretty fucking great to see. And the boy is just like uh, Kazuha is just a fucking it boy, but he also has some flaws of his own. So that's also a great. story on its own and the supporting characters are all great so kimini todoki is also highly recommended your traditional romcom it's a very great well they won't say story uh, but yeah it's pretty nice it's pretty fucking nice so that's another romcom romantic show that you can actually try if you do want to watch a more comedy or like family centered show then you should just watch spy family you've probably heard of it like i'm sure everybody has heard of it as of now But yeah, it does actually fucking live up to its hype, and it does actually live up to its billing. So yeah, Spy Family is really good. All the characters are really fun to watch, and the animation is obviously great. The comedic timing is great as well, and it also has a decent side plot going on. 
about the spy story and the assassination stories. So that's pretty cool. Spike Family is highly recommended. And I'm still getting confused between Spike Family and Spy Family. Like, yeah, I'm never gonna stick to one fucking name. So that's that. Yeah, but if you do want to watch a detective anime, like more of a mystery anime, and you have already seen Death Notes, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, like most people who are not even anime fans, have actually seen Death Note. But if you haven't seen Death Note, then what the fuck are you waiting for? Like, you should definitely fucking watch Death Note. But yeah, if you have seen Death Note, that this is what you should watch, Moriarty the Patriot. So Moriarty the Patriot is like a classic twist in the story of Sherlock and Moriarty. So Moriarty basically hates aristocrats and he is actually a good guy in this show trying to make a better world for the normal people. To He's trying to abolish class system in Britain by, you know, like, you know, trying to get rid of aristocrats through whatever means he can. So Moriarty is the one that will like, you know, go to any lengths to actually like help people. But Sherlock in this show is the one that will obviously, you know, try to do it through the lenses of obviously like the law. So that's the gist of it. But the story is pretty fucking great. Like every single character in this show is very well written. I mean, there's like small mysteries, like uh, there's mysteries for Sherlock and Watson. There's mystery for just like Moriarty. And there's like, a weekly like three to four episodes mystery and all of that is like pretty fucking great and then there's also this great emotional impactful overarching story which is also like you know really the heart of the series and it's also really like thrilling so yeah it's pretty great like detective anime um, mystery anime and it's a must watch i think it's pretty fucking enjoyable it's a great take on Sherlock Holmes' story and Production IG has done a great job with the animation and the production and every character is fucking hot. So that's a fucking ad bonus. And look, if you want to watch a shonen anime, then that world is already open to you. You have probably heard of Demon Slayer. You probably heard of My Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man and One Punch Man and you can pick any of these up. If you want to go for more story-based stuff, you could pick Demon Slayer and My Academia. And all that sort of stuff and you'd be fucking thrilled. So that's something if you are like really into like action shonen stuff. Then that's really something that you should definitely go for. If you want to watch a more mature and more story based action show. Then Attack on Titan is right there for you. Like I mentioned in the previous podcast. I also mentioned Vinland Saga. Which has plenty of action in season 1. And it's also a very mature story. Then there's also... Monster, which is a fucking gripping cat and mouse, like, psychological thriller. Like, I feel like I'd be fucking spoiling it, like, if I actually talked about it. But it's a really philosophical, really thrilling... I mean, the show is basically a spiritual experience and you should, like, definitely give it a watch. If you're really into watching a show that is very, very, very serious and a very gripping crime drama crime drama which is also a fucking psychological drama and has like some really fucking phenomenal characters yeah monster is fucking awesome but yeah apart from like this normal shonen and shinen animes that i have suggested there's also mob psycho 100 which is if you want to watch something outside the box you know where the staff and where the animators have put their entire hearts into it like it's a passion project Mob Psycho 100 is a passion project which is a shonen anime but it has like some 
phenomenal character development it's only three seasons long and it's about like 36 like half hour long episodes and it's a fucking wild ride like you see such good character progression and character development in this series the action is out of the park and it has some of the best production and some of the most enthralling fucking fights you're ever going to see in any medium like the way mob okay so mob psycho 100 really understands the fact that it's an anime and it really uses animation as a medium to express itself express itself as a show express its characters and express the situation the comedy is really fucking funny and when the show wants to go hard in anything it just fucking blows like it's yeah it's fucking insanity i mean it's fucking phenomenal in every single aspect it really just understands what it is and understands its characters understands its story and just dials down to like 11 or fucking 111 whatever the fuck that means but mob psycho 100 is like one of the best anime of all time it's going it's also a great gateway anime just yeah i mean the character design might seem like weird to at first but it serves its purpose it's really expressive it's really dynamic it's just oh, it's a fucking masterpiece mob psycho 100 is definitely one of the best animes ever made and down to like my last recommendation for a gateway anime is going to be a situational type of comedy it's more like a mr bean sort of stuff where like you know nothing happens but everything happens it's called the daily lives of high school boys or i think the daily lives of high school boy i think the daily lives of high school boys is the correct title and fuck me why am i struggling with the title but yeah I've, i watched it when i was 16 and then i watched it like a couple of years later when i was like 20 21 and i really fucking enjoyed it just as much I mean it really just puts the characters in absurd scenarios which just end up turning out to be you know really really funny it's a very much a situational comedy and everything those characters those three like high school boys just seem to be doing is just makes you crackle up and yeah it's just fucking hilarious it just works i can't fucking explain it it's like explaining mr bean but yeah it is like mr bean so i can't fucking explain mr bean to you it's just funny it just works and it, if you are into something like that if you do want to just fucking laugh your ass out at times then the real lives of high school boys is it so yeah that fucking wraps up our episode on gateway anime if you are interested in more recommendation do let me know we are going to be talking about more anime that you can watch or more anime that you should watch and whatever type of anime like what different sort of anime you could watch as we go further into the podcast so yeah that will definitely be a thing but if you are interested in a specific sort of recommendation yeah do let me know but yeah thanks thank you for joining in for today's episode it's a great pleasure to have you and yeah it's just fucking joy to have this podcast thank you thank you very much been a great episode can't wait to talk about whatever the fuck we are going to talk about next episode yeah maybe we can talk about jack versus musk <laughs> Jack versus Bus. What the fuck? That even sounds really close to say. Or maybe we can talk about Andrew Tate. Yeah. Or maybe we'd actually talk about you know, something that's more soothing, like anime waifus or hot anime boys. We might even make a tier list out of it. Yeah. That's something we could totally do. So thank you. Thank you for joining. Can't wait to have you next episode.